Hello, hello. Welcome to the From the Well podcast. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to From the Well podcast. I'm your host, Jenny, and we are here today reading Matthew 8. So we're about halfway through our second week. We just finished the Sermon on the Mount, and now we're going to get a little bit less of the teaching of Christ and a little bit more of the story of Christ. So I'm excited to dive in with all of you this morning. Let's get started. Matthew 8. When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you tell no one, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Now when Jesus had entered Pernium, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Now when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever. So he touched her hand, and the fever left her. And she arose and served them. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness. And when Jesus saw great multitudes about him, he gave a command to depart to the other side. Then a certain scribe came and said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Then another of his disciples said to him, Lord, let me go, let me first go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Follow me, and let the dead bury their own dead. Now when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him, and suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. But he said to them, Why are you fearful of you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. So the men marveled, saying, 
Who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? When he had come to the other side, to the country of the Gergesenes, not totally sure on that word, but we're going to say Gergesenes, there met him two demon-possessed men coming out of the tombs, exceedingly fierce, so that no one could pass that way. And suddenly they cried out, saying, What have we to do with you, Jesus, you son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time? Now a good way off from them, there was a herd of many swine feeding. So the demons begged him, saying, If you cast us out, permit us to go away into the herd of swine. And he said to them, Go. So when they had come out, they went into the herd of swine, and suddenly the whole herd of swine ran violently down the steep place into the sea and perished in the water. Then those who kept them fled, and they went away into the city and told everything, including what had happened to the demon-possessed men. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they begged him to depart from their region. So Matthew is just continuing to build this argument for the Jewish people of how and why and proof that Jesus is the Son of God, that Jesus is the Messiah that they've been waiting for, and that Jesus has authority. I mean, throughout this chapter, there's multiple miracles, whether it's healing or casting out demons or even controlling the weather. These are things that they had never seen before. There's a couple pieces here that I want to add a little context to. The first one being the centurion. So a centurion is a Roman military member. Um, at this time, they were occupying Israel, and they would be somebody who led about 100 people. It's where the word centurion comes from. And so for this man, who's not even an Israelite, <clears throat> to come in and to show that he has such faith in Jesus, such faith that this man has power and that he is Christ. And Jesus points out that people from the East and the West are gonna come and sit with Abraham and Isaac. The Jews did not wanna hear that. <laughs> the Jews did not wanna hear that. Jesus was not making friends when he said that, but he was expressing to them for maybe the first time that their faith is about more than just being an Israelite. And that's really helpful for those of us who are what the Bible would consider Gentiles, who aren't of Jewish descent or who aren't Israelites, that we have an equal place under Christ um, with those who were of God's nation. And the other one that I wanted to talk about is this idea at the end, after he sends the demons into the swine and he begs them to depart from their region. The first time I read this, I was like, why are they begging him to depart from their region? What is up with this? He's like saving people. But if you think about it, he just lost someone's entire herd of swine. This is their livelihood in those days. That was their wealth. That's like Jesus coming in and putting a match to money. I honestly don't know how much money it would equate to, but it's the same kind of concept. And so these people... They obviously don't see the value of Jesus. They don't see um, the importance and the power that he has. But they do see, 
You ruined our swine. You took our money. You need to get out of here because our money is more important than whatever you have to offer to us. And I just want to challenge you all today to think of that, to think of what am I treating as greater than what Jesus has to offer me? I'm praying for you all. I know I shared a little bit more about the passage than I normally do, but feel free to run over to Instagram at fromthewellpod and share maybe some of your thoughts that you had from it on our post for Matthew 8. Love you. Praying for you. Have a great day.